What is up guys, this is your boy Zilla and welcome to the Godzilla Suplex Podcast where today we will be discussing what's going on in the gaming industry and in this particular episode I'll be focusing on the PS5 versus the Xbox X series and talk about which one needs to do to get the upper hand for this next generation of console gaming but guys if you haven't subscribed so you can get a notification every time you want to listen to this podcast or a new episode is posted then go to my youtube channel and subscribe to that so you can get more bite-sized pieces of these conversations because i'm going to be making videos about these same topics on my channel if when i get the chance so now let's get into it first i want to discuss a rumor now i don't know if anybody's heard this rumor but this is very important. Zenimax, the people who own Bethesda, are talking about selling the company. This is a rumor, but looking at their ownership, they're really shady. That's why Bethesda's been doing all this anti-consumer stuff is because their boss wants more money. The people who own them are forcing them to do it. Because if you notice, it suddenly happened right after Fallout 4. And... Now they're, they want to cut their losses from what I hear. And once they cut their losses, they're going to try and sell the company. Now you already know. Whoever they sell this company to. It could be Tencent. It could be a whole lot of things. But Bethesda comes with a whole lot of intellectual property. Doom. It comes with Rage. Oh, that was a really good one. But more importantly, it comes with Fallout, Skyrim. In the new IP that Bethesda's working on. Three biggest things they have going. They also have a plethora of other games like Wolfenstein, which could easily be rebooted in probably another six to five years, which at this point has been ruined. Or with the new rebranding of some kind, they could they could really um well they would have to sell on it for four years, but let's just say they get bought by a company. Now we all know. If Bethesda gets bought out by Xbox or PlayStation, the generation is done. Because what's going to happen next is that exclusively for the PlayStation, for that platform. Now, it's going to cost them an arm and a leg to sell that off. But for the long-term effect it would have on the video games industry, for that to be under PlayStation's banner or Xbox's banner, it's going to change everything. Doom, Elder Scrolls, exclusively to that platform, in the studios that run under ZeniMax, now under PlayStation. ZeniMax is no more. All these studios are PlayStation Studios now. That's a scary thought. All these studios could be under Xbox. Xbox has Elder Scrolls exclusively. Excuse me, that was my phone. Exclusively. Fallout, exclusive to, P, uh, to whatever platform. Doom, exclusive all these games exclusive their new ips that they will come out after that exclusive to that platform this would be the biggest fall and, and let's just hold up let me just talk about the fallout of this move how how just astronomical in scope this will be okay once this happened we'll just hypothetically say because playstation has not made a lot of moves they bought one studio they're rumored to have one more 
let's just say ZeniMax sold to PlayStation for an arm and a leg, <laughs> which, you know, you could convince easily a CEO to buy it because of the asset of um, Elder Scrolls 6 and Fallout 5 and what that and whatnot. Guys, let's just say that happens. Could you imagine the embarrassment on Xbox? People would go nuts for PlayStation. They know that Elder Scrolls would be the only, the, the, the PlayStation would be the superior console than just based off of, it, it's gonna have the next Elder Scrolls. And you're gonna have to have a PlayStation to play Elder Scrolls. Just purely off that fact. So many people love the Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Then Fallout 5. So now, what does this put the position of Xbox, right? Xbox is now in a position where their fans are going to be shocked. They're going to be uh, flabbergasted. They they literally like what if you're Xbox and you let this go down? What what are you going to do next? I I, I know I'm not going to pay in doom and gloom terms, but you can't really prepare for something like that. The hit that you would take. You know, of course you would save money, but that's really the last exclusive person Sony will ever have to do because of Sony Studios being under that banner of Zenimax. Ty Howard's now in your backyard. And what's going to happen is, is that Xbox is going to have to respond to that. They're going to have to buy a fledging or mill the road studio or a bigger studio. And what, at what point does that stop? You got Xbox going to buy a studio. You're gonna have Google Stadia buy one if Google Stadia's still around. When Amazon gets in the console business, Amazon might buy one. When is this junk gonna end? The only ones that I can't see getting bought up is Activision, because they make too much money, and Ubisoft, and EA. But I don't know, EA's in that territory where, well, no, no, FIFA, well, FIFA's getting attacked, so. Uh, it's it's a tough spot. So let, let's just say at the worst, EA stocks just tank, dip, and then boom, they're sold by their greedy owners. They're sold to um to Xbox because they already have a deal with Xbox. So just getting under the Xbox banner would be you know better if they felt financially on hard times, which does seem to be the case because they have respawn in their corner. But let's just say hypothetically. Then, then, um, then Xbox goes into deep debt to buy EA to counter what they did with Bethesda, and then it'll just be this never-ending um, snowball effect of buying mill, mill or bigger studios to try to appease their gamer bases. So, if this is true, hopefully it gets sold to place neither PlayStation nor um, Xbox because. The effect we'll have on the other brand the industry as a whole, it'll just start out a buying out period where people are just gonna buy out studios, get in the debt, buy and buy, buy them for later to use them as exclusive bait. You know, they're gonna use IP uh, IPs as exclusive bait, and it's it would be unfortunate if that happened. And that that'll be one of the darkest days in gaming history, you know. It, it might be on the horizon because if this room is, is to be believed, Sony bought them, it would be monstrous if anybody bought them. So now, let's take a look at some of the features that the Xbox and PS5 are going to have. You know, first, I want to start off with one thing. You know, 
We all know year one is one of the worst years in a console's life cycle. Hardly any games, not really much to do, but one can clearly be better than the other one. Now, the last gen was not that good. The gen before, eh, but I would rebel against the fact that we've never had good console generations um, day one or year one because the Nintendo Switch proved that you could have a great launch and it, and it showed you how to do it through having exclusives on day one come out throughout periodically throughout the year and have third party exclusives and then have third party games and have that support so Nintendo Switch is really the example of how you do it so now that we have the example what are these two brands setting up to do and what they need to do to have that best year one let's start off with PlayStation it's the leading brand and the 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 rumor ps5 exclusives okay we all know but see here's the weird thing about playstation they got the last was two coming out you know in uh may or june middle of the year nobody's gonna touch that then you have ghost of Shima coming out in september or in that part how are you gonna make it clear to the consumer when you have a PS5 exclusive, because you 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 have great PS4 games. I know Ghost of Tsushima is gonna be their last game, but when you have a game like that, and you're and you're trying to differentiate, you know, and convince your customer to buy the PS5, how are you gonna get them to do that when you're still supporting the PS4 that late in year one? Now I know it's gonna come out right before the next generation consoles, and there are gonna be other factors in it. But when you're marketing something, that might be a little bit confusing to the general audience to me. So then, like, but then again, like, you have to think about it. Okay, I just thought about this. The PS5 is going to have an exclusive game, right? Now, I've been hearing it's this Legends game of some sort. It's going to be Spider-Man 2 or something. Now, that would be a pretty fast turnaround for Insomniac, because what was that, 2018, that would be like a two-year period? Which, they already had the core um, the core mechanics of Spider-Man down, but Spider-Man 2 this early? I mean, I would love for them to take a little bit more time, maybe get a new IP in there, but just having that for the PlayStation 5, we know they're covered with exclusives for that year one, and I expect them to do better. Third-party exclusive, well, third, the first third-party PS5 game is already announced, in Godfall, so I I don't really worry about PlayStation with games because we already know that's what they do. <laughs> but now let's look over the Xbox. What's Xbox needs to do to win this generation? Based on year one uh, needs, they need to have exclusives. We they already said that they're not going to have really exclusives in per se in the first or second year of the console. Now, I think that has been a little bit taken out of context by websites. Based on, I, I know uh, console Xbox games will say, well, that's how the PS4 and uh, Xbox One were. But I don't think that's the way it should be or it's the way it's meant to be always at the beginning of the uh, console generation. It should be like the Nintendo Switch, like I said earlier. So when you look at it like that, them not having exclusives why am i gonna buy your box your box has all this power can do all these things but if you don't have games that exclusively come on that console to back it up for that first year which you know they can have a bounce back in the second year but still not getting off to that hot start 
which you know what hurt the Xbox One could cost um, Xbox gamers that were gonna originally buy their stuff if they had the power with the exclusives that's the reason why you have power to have better games exclusives now of course at launch they're gonna have Halo Infinite which like I love Halo Infinite but the fact that it's not taking advantage of or is not exclusive to the Xbox X series traditionally you want people to buy your new console for a particular game all the Halo fans buying and getting into this new console but I can understand them trying to be ecosystem friendly and then this is where their business model with Game Pass kind of counters what they need to do to make this a successful console you know they're trying to do this ecosystem but how do you support a new uh, part of hardware while also trying to support an ecosystem at the same time which requires the most compatibility between everything it's tough and when I look at their year one they're gonna have a whole bunch of games they're gonna be all right they're going to be for the Xbox because you know scaling down and you know people scale up scale down but guys they, they say all these things about you know the Xbox fanboys some of the Xbox channels they say oh well they can scale up scale down but when you build a game from the ground up and I'm not saying that Halo 6 is gonna be bad but it has a big question mark around it and I will just it's just a personal uh, queef of mine like I want to see Halo built from the ground up for the Xbox X series which the next one Halo 7 probably is gonna be at the end of the generation but to not take advantage of that knowing that you were gonna have a day and date with this console and it's not an exclusive to that console you can literally get it on the current gen hardware it, it's a little bit disappointing now there are two different versions of the game that's different one version obviously is for the Xbox but another version is built from the ground up using the Xbox X series architecture to take advantage of everything which I uh, which if it's in that case I'm a small bit fine but I'd rather be exclusive so you get a reason to buy the new console. So year one, something I think got has it in this category from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. Xbox saying they're not going to have a dedicated Xbox X Series exclusive for that first year is going to hurt them. Even though previous generations have done it, I think if Sony comes out swinging, not doing the normal thing but doing, but doing extra to get that install base, I think will definitely boost them in that category. So now extra features. Now I've been hearing on the PlayStation side is that they're gonna have backwards compatibility, which if that is true, exclusives may not be the biggest thing that the PlayStation has as a selling point. We all know gimmicks sell. The we sold on gimmicks, you know, just that's how you promote stuff to people. What is it that they can do that people can take advantage of? that the average consumer can see and I think when you look at backwards compatibility in some sort of aspect PS3 games PS2 games PS1 games to rebuy them or to be able to play them natively on your PS4 that is a great incentive beyond great because then you're, you're including a lot of the older people who have sort of a little bit fallen away from gaming who just want to go back and play the games they love from back in the day, the GTA 3s, you know, the Ratchet and Clanks of the world. And when we talk about that, you know, PS3 was a great era for games. P 
PS2, PS1, all, all these fabulous libraries. Now all on one console. So the incentive of the, the purchaser is not just to get the new game. Is to replay older games or buy it from the store. More importantly, to get more money, which incentivizes uh, different studios who had uh, and publishers who had you know made these games in the past to put it to let PlayStation put it back on the store, so they can make more money off it. But you know that's a very important thing. Then uh, um, some another extra feature was that you know they're gonna have voice modulated controllers and haptic feedback which i think is cool i just think that the backwards compatibility is going to be so deadly in the marketing space the casual consumer is going to eat that junk up and i think there's nothing that you can really say about it that's bad like just just imagining a playstation coming out saying ps1 2 3 4 5 which really doesn't even make it the next generation it makes it the ps5 ultimate you know i think of it as is as of a smash bros ultimate type of thing where it's like a collection and this is just the super ps5 and when it's done like that you know how can you not buy a console like that because everybody at some point has been involved in gaming since the night 1995 when the ps5 came out or 1993 i can't remember the exact year you know the crash bandicoot people you know between those five generations or four generations up to this point somebody will have had contact with a playstation and will have played a great game on especially in the ps2 era so you're calling back all those people now on the xbox side you have power online and game pass which is basically their ecosystem online is probably one of the best experiences you know from a console i will admit their online is better than playstations that's just a reality their online infrastructure is amazing then their store i love going through their store their their uh setup is good their store is great they have backwards compatibility between xbox 360 and xbox one i think that could be expanded but the the fact is is that unlike the ps5 it instead of having four generations to pull from it has just two the xbox 360 obviously having a big library and being one of the best uh consoles for games but it doesn't have those extra two generations to pull from the the xbox original is an era that it was good but it was nowhere near what the ps1 and ps2 were and that's Sony's huge advantage. They had the PS1 and the PS2 eras that were significant eras in gaming by themselves. People can go back and play Metal Gear Solid. People can go back and play Twin Snakes. People can go back and play those great titles from those two great eras of consoles. Whereas Xbox, nobody has interest in those original Xbox games. Even though I'm a Brute Force fan, that's why I played when I was little. But other than that, like, what Xbox, <laughs> what Xbox game are you, game are you gonna play? I mean, Halo was kind of it, and they remastered that, so you know, they kind of you know used it. So Microsoft really has to come up with a different strategy. Game Pass is a great incentive. So if you buy an Xbox X Series, you get a year of Game Pass or something crazy like that, 
six months of Game Pass, get the people hooked on it. You know, the ecosystem thing, it could work. And I'm not going to lie, it, it has some good incentives around it. It's just for gaming and centric people. It's not going to be good. Because how are they going to have quality when you're when you're really trying to... How are you going to have good exclusives, right? When they go day and date on Game Pass. Because that, that, that kind of incentivizes them to have quantity over quality. Now, quality, some of their studios are dedicated to quality, but quantity and them trying to get on the level with PlayStation with their exclusives, which is what we want. And Game Pass is supposed to have services that with having more games, but does Microsoft get lost in the clouds with having such all this such difficult marketing? Whereas PlayStation, it's going to be straightforward, backwards compatibility, new games, being able to play backwards. That's simple marketing, whereas they have to promote Game Pass, which is great online. Then you got the Xbox X series with its confusing name, then the power. It's like, why do we need the power if we don't have the games? Uh, it, it's just a whole bunch of slew of problems that I can see coming on the horizon for Xbox. Then, in another category, we talk about price. Now, the, my prediction for the PS4 is they're going to go straight back to the well and have it be four to $500 to try and beat the competition. I think Sony's willing to take that loss just to get people on the PS5 and get them on the new hardware so they can be receptive to the new PS5 games that are coming in the pipeline. Um, then we we have Xbox that is probably going to be... The X is probably going to be $600, I'm convinced. Because if they're going to have the Lockhart launch, the Lockhart's going to be a minimum $300. It's going to be a $300 product. It's probably going to do mostly... Or, or it might be a digital version of the Xbox exit well with no disk drive yet i mean you can make that a little cheaper but how cheap exactly you know siri what, what are you doing siri so yeah it, it's it's a real thing that makes you think okay because the price people look when you're a parent and you gotta pay for stuff you 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 looking at the price like i'm dropping six hundred dollars on a console that's one doesn't have clear marketing two why am I buying it? It has hardly like you had to buy the console, then buy a game to go with it, then, oh my goodness, and I think they could remedy that with Game Pass, but still the confusing marketing. Whereas PS5 could undercut them with a four to five hundred dollar price tag. Now you may have the Xbox S, but are people really gonna associate that? With the Xbox um, X series, the S series, which is which, or the Lockhart, which is the smaller model that's been rumored to exist. You know, that's a that's a tough sell. So it's really going to come down to who can undercut the competition in price. That's what people are going to be looking at. But then also they're going to add new these new plans where you can pay for like fifty dollars a month and have them pay it off in small sums, which would change the whole industry. It will have much more low-income families be able to afford these consoles at a much more stable rate, you know, <clears throat> which is incredible. But, you know, it's surprising that they have not been done that. But the fact that they've gone and sold all these consoles with just making people pay a lump sum of money up front is, is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So then what 
it's kind of funny because the next question I'm going to ask is E3 week. I feel like PlayStation is going to have to pull out something during that week. All eyes are going to be on gaming. They're not going to be at E3, but they can still have a conference, do something from PlayStation California. There are a lot of options for PlayStation to do within that week. And I think gaming is going to be on that week. You're going to have Nintendo. You're going to have Xbox. PlayStation knows it's in the front, but E3 is when everybody's looking casually looking at um, gaming. I think they're going to have a conference somewhere in that vicinity that week, the next week, or the week before. In that three-week time span between E3, the week before, or the week after. That's when PlayStation is going to strike with the conference. They have to, because I think it's a little bit too risky for them to not do it at those certain points. So I think, and I would prefer it to be after Xbox. Let Xbox blow their stuff and then have PlayStation try to outdo them. They can announce some games if Xbox does horribly. They don't have to announce that much. They can hold all, all in to the last minute. But if Xbox comes out and has a blow away conference, then Sony's gotta respond with something. So the week after E3 will be my prediction. You know, what would they do i think xbox has to unload half of everything they have you know the games that are coming year one they gotta go ahead and announce them like because you gotta have a reason to buy this console i just think you have to make it clear this is the xbox this is what it does this is where why we want you to pay for it this is the value of it we have payment plans that are cheap you can do these payment plans. We don't know about the competition, but this is what we do. So you can uh, afford this console easily day one. And if they can get those things across clearly, and here's our launch games. Halo Infinite, such and such, such and such, other third-party games. This is what we have. This is why this is going to be so awesome. And the most important thing about these consoles, we know the games are going to be there. But I think the, the, the one biggest thing, the one thing that will define these consoles is their features and their um, their menu setup. Their menu and quality of life features. Are games gonna be able to download and suspend while you're doing other things? That is very important because game suspension would just be amazing. Like being able to pause a game, go out of a game, maybe come back months later from playing that game and start exactly where you were and this is the rumor that we've been hearing about these new consoles and if that is true that would be outstanding to see because dude like like it's like exactly in the position that would be leaps and bounds we're talking about no load screens at these at this point that's what we're, that's what we're dealing with with the technology that we have going into these consoles being four times powerful than their predecessors and the feature set, the share button, the uh, UI infrastructure, the menu screens can all use a massive upgrade to make gamers quality of life better than what it is this generation. And those are the type of things having party chat, being able to share easily and safely and efficiently, being able to do stuff that like Google Stadia does. If you're doing something, you can post it to YouTube and that's how people's channels get started. That's the type of things us gamers want. 
that satisfy us with paying for these huge consoles is the features where the features on the console not gimmicks but actual features that make our lives better as gamers and at launch i really do think that the xbox x series is going to be somewhat good it's going to get half of its things right but as far as to a gamer perspective i think it's going to fall short in year one and this final and actually this final category which is buying studios now i come back to that point where bethesda they might not get bought out they might get bought out by somebody else that's not uh ha doesn't have a console in the market but that's obviously the target you want bethesda at any price name their price buy them if they say 500 million because eventually skyrim's skyrim's gonna come out break every single record you can think of it could be kind of crap it could be not as good as the other elder scrolls break records it could be skyrim 2.0 break records that's a fallout 5 break records because of fallout 4 and the time between those those are two guaranteed hits that will probably make you over a billion dollars guaranteed then the studio can make it up with other smaller title and reboots under the uh, Sony or Xbox banner if you get those. So guys, my, my overall conclusion is that this generation is going to be something to really look out for. If if I had to take a guess, I, I would put my faith in PlayStation. They've been the most reliable on the gaming front, having to improve in other areas such as their features and UI set up on their console, whereas Xbox, they had the reverse problem, which is the worst problem for a gaming console, is to have problem with their game production. And as a gamer, I think I would rather take chance with PlayStation and their lack of quality of life features than Xbox's good quality of life features, but bad game set. But guys, this has been the best Gojira in gaming news hit that subscribe button I know, I know i'm a little tired right now hit that subscribe button also hit the notification bell if you're coming in from youtube so you get a notification every time i do a video or post something to um all the podcast platforms and i will see you next time on the godzilla suplex of podcasts